Hi, what's your name? Wit. And how old are you? Six. And why is Jesus better than anything? Because he created the world. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Hey, Finn. What's been going on lately? Oh, we're doing a fun... We're going to do a fun field trip. We're learning about the lost city of Atlantis. Ooh, are you going to go visit there? Yeah, I want to see all those people. (laughs) Tell me about it when you get back, okay? Okay. (laughs) Thanks for helping me with the episode today. Oh, yeah. About Ahaziah doing some really, 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 really horrible things. Even sacrificing his son to idols. Are you talking about Ahaz? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, last week, you're right, we heard the first part of Ahaz's story, how he did horrible things like worshiping other gods. And even sacrificing his son, like you said. Even with all those evil things, God sent the prophet Isaiah to give a sign that he didn't need to be afraid of the other attacking nations because because God's plan and promises would be protected, even though God would send some punishment through them. Did it happen to involve fire? When the king of Israel came against him, God used a prophet to tell the Israelites to send the people of Judah back home again. So now Ahaz is going to trust God and worship only him, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't you don't so. think so? Yeah, I do not think so. Well, soon after, the men of Edom had come and attacked Judah again, carrying away prisoners. At the same time, the Philistines had attacked towns in the western hills and in the Negev desert of Judah and settled in the towns and villages they captured. The Lord had made Judah less powerful because Ahaz had stirred up the people of Judah to do evil things. Can we learn about Hezekiah now? (laughs) He hadn't been faithful to the Lord at all. Instead, He had sent men to the king of Assyria to get help. Now, remember that when Rezin, king of Aram, and Pekah, king of Israel, came against him, he had sent treasures from the temple and his own palace to the king of Assyria to get help from him. And the king of Assyria did kill Rezin, the king of Aram. But when Tiglath-Pileser, the king of Assyria, came to Ahaz, he gave Ahaz trouble instead of help. Ahaz had taken some things from the Lord's temple and from the royal palace and from the officials and gave all the silver and gold and treasures to the king of Assyria. But that didn't help him. King Ahaz was scared 
And when he was in trouble, he became even more unfaithful to the Lord. (coughs) He offered sacrifices to the gods of Damascus, thinking, The gods of the kings of Aram have helped them win the battle over me. So I'll sacrifice to those gods. Then they'll help me. What kind of king are you? But those gods only caused his ruin. In fact, those gods caused the ruin of the whole nation of Israel. After the king of Assyria had defeated the king of Aram for him, Ahaz went to see him in Damascus. He saw an altar there and sent a drawing of it to Uriah the priest. A drawing? Was he an an artist or something? Do you have crayons? (laughs) Well... What kind of altar do you think he saw there, and why do you think he might have sent a drawing to Uriah? I have no idea. Why wouldn't he just bring him there so he could see the altar? Hmm, that's an idea. Instead of just sending a photo. (laughs) So, do you think they had cameras back then? If he was a very good scientist. (laughs) So, what kind of altar do you think Ahaz saw when he was in Damascus? Perhaps he saw a very good one. For the one true God? Uh, No. (laughs) Well, Ahaz sent Uriah plans for building it. So, building one that looked just like the one in... Damascus. So Uriah the priest built an altar following all the plans King Ahaz had sent from Damascus and finished it before Ahaz returned. Wait, that that means he wasn't a priest of the Lord? Well, if he was, he wasn't doing what God wanted. When the king came back from Damascus, he approached the new altar and offered sacrifices on it. He offered up his burnt offering and grain offering and poured out his drink offering. And he splashed the blood from his friendship offerings against that altar. Uh Uh-oh. Do you think Ahaz is going to try to use this altar and try to do all that the Lord commanded for worship in his temple? Not really. Now, if you remember God's instructions, outside the temple building, there was a bronze altar for burnt offerings. It was between the new altar and the Lord's temple. So Ahaz took the bronze altar away from the front of the temple and put it on the north side of the new altar. Sounds like he's doing whatever he wants and whatever he thinks is the best way to worship. What do you think, Fan? Uh, yes, I think he's doing that <laughs> He gave orders to Uriah the priest, saying, Offer sacrifices on the large new altar. Offer the morning burnt offering and the evening grain offering. Offer my burnt offering and my grain offering and the burnt offering of all the people of the land. He is like the worst king I've ever heard. (laughs) Offer their grain offering and their drink offering and splash against this altar the blood from all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. But I will use the bronze altar to look for advice and direction. What? So that's that's what he was going to use, the 
the original altar for. Uriah the priest did just as King Ahaz had ordered. Ugh. Oh, great. Ahaz also cut off the sides of the bronze stands and removed the bowls from the stands. He even removed the huge bowl from the bronze bowls it stood on and placed the bowl on a stone base. He took away the covered area that had been used on the Sabbath day and removed the royal entrance that was outside the temple. Why do you think he did all those things? Uh, Because Ahaz was a bad king. Ahaz did all these things to honor the king of Assyria. Maybe he wanted everything to look just like the temple the king of Assyria worshipped his gods at. By the end of his reign, Ahaz had gathered together everything that belonged to God's temple and cut all of it in pieces. Why do you think he did that? Because uh, he was really, 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 really evil. I think he just... He had given so much to the king of Assyria. He needed to strip away the silver and gold to give to the king of Assyria. He shut the doors of the Lord's temple and set up altars at every street corner in Jerusalem. In every town in Judah, he built high places. Sacrifices were burned there to other gods, which made the Lord, the God of his people, very angry. When he died, he wasn't placed in the tombs of the kings of Israel. And Ahaz's son, Hezekiah, became the next king after him. And he was way better. (laughs) But before we get to Hezekiah, I wanted to introduce you to a prophet named Micah, who lived in the land of Judah during the time Ahaz was king. Of him, he pleased the Lord. Micah's name means who is like Yahweh. His book in the Bible is all about judgment and forgiveness. Why work on a judgment? Well, the Lord is the judge who scatters his people because of their sins, but he's also the shepherd king who made a covenant with the people of Israel and gathers and protects and forgives them. You or your parents can read more about the themes in the ESV study Bible or another study Bible you own, or just read through the book yourself. Micah wrote to the people of Israel in the north and the south. And in many ways, things had gone well for the people of Israel. And some had gotten rich. But they used their wealth to hurt rather than help people. They were worshiping idols, like those evil kings Omri and Ahab, and snatching other people's property or land. And they weren't fair when people brought their problems to a judge. The judge didn't rule fairly. I can't wait till the end of exile when they finally get rid of all those kings. Hmm. Even the priests didn't do the jobs they were supposed to do. Or the kings. Do you remember what Ahaz was like? Ooh, he was bad. Since the people weren't keeping God's covenant by being faithful to him, God sent and would send other nations to punish them. God spoke through Micah saying, 
My people, what have I done to you? How have I burdened you? Answer me. I brought you up out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. I sent Moses to lead you and Aaron and Miriam. He reminded them of the time evil King Balak wanted Balaam to curse the people. And instead, God caused Balaam to bless them. Do you remember that story? Yep. He also wanted them to remember how he led them safely through the desert. He wanted them to remember so that they would know the righteous acts of the Lord. But even in all their sin, God still wouldn't completely destroy them. He said, you will go to Babylon. There you will be rescued. There the Lord will redeem you out of the hands of your enemies. The people wouldn't understand God's plan and how it all would work out. But God said he would send a shepherd king to rescue a remnant or a small group of them. God says in Micah 2.12, I will surely gather all of you, O Jacob, which is another name for the people of Israel. I will surely bring together the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. (laughs) He said in chapter 5 that out of Bethlehem would come one who would be ruler over Israel, who would come from ancient times. And do you remember what happened more than 400 years later? Um, Who came? uh, Jesus. And he's also coming again. God said of Jesus, He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. Micah also asked what he should bring to come before the Lord and bow down to the exalted God, saying, Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of oil? What do you think? Nope. God showed him the best kind of sacrifice. What do you think it was? Jesus. Well, he was still coming. But the best kind of sacrifice for the people to do was to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before God. Which is basically another way of saying that they could be faithful to God's covenant by defending people who were being hurt or taken advantage of, showing mercy by forgiving each other, being kind and faithful to each other and to God, and living in humility before him. Do you know what humility is, Finn? It's like humbleness. Mm Mm-hmm. It's submitting ourselves to God being our king, rather than thinking we know best. We didn't talk about anyone like that today, did we? We talked about someone who thought they knew best. Who? Oh, his name was Ahaz. We mentioned him about only... Almost all the entire podcast. (laughs) The people of Israel living in humility 
is the way that the people from other nations could learn of the true Lord and live in peace. God said in chapter 4 that in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple would be established as chief among the mountains. It would be raised above the hills and the nations would stream to it. Not like the temple Ahaz defiled by bringing in idols. I hate that temple. I could burn it down a million times. (laughs) Many nations would come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. And that word from the Lord would go out from Jerusalem. God's love will never end, and he will always keep his promises. He has saved them in the past and would keep saving them in the future. Even though Micah said he was sitting in the darkness of everyone around him sinning, he said the Lord would be his light. He said, Who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot. What does that mean? Uh, crush them? Mm-hmm. Stomp on them. And hurl all our iniquities. <laughs> which is another name for sins. Into the depths of the sea. <laughs> God had promised to show mercy to Abraham and the people after him, and he would never break his promise. What a God we serve! And because of Jesus, we get to be the Lord's people and enjoy all these things that are true about God. But as we think back on evil King Ahab, was there anything that surprised you, Finn, about what happened? Yes, he was more evil than I thought. Yeah. Now, when Aram and Pekah had attacked King Ahaz, Ahaz went to the king of Assyria for help and sent him treasures. So, what did he do when the Philistines came against him? Um. Give them treasures? <laughs> yep. Well, he sent tr- more treasures to the king of Assyria from the t- from his from the temple and his own palace and to help defeat the Philistines. And since the people of Aram hadn't won the battle against him before, what did he start doing with their gods? Worship them. Yep. What did he do when he went to visit the king of Assyria and saw his altar? He wanted to make one just like it. Mm-hmm. And what did he do with the Lord's bronze altar for burnt offerings? He mostly cut it to pieces. Well, maybe eventually, but in in this story it's talking about that he moved it to the other side and was like, well, I'll use it for, you know, inquiring of the Lord I'm so for decisions. Pr- I'm surprised he didn't burn it to pieces. <laughs> you know... We're all experts at thinking we know best. When we're children, we don't always want to do what our parents say, and sometimes even demand to know why they want us to do it. 
But you know what, Finn? It's the same struggle when we grow up. When God allows something to happen to us or asks us to do something, we often say, why? Instead of trusting his way is best. And his word has exactly what we need for life and godliness. It's his word that helps us to know the God who gives freedom from the heaviness of living in sin. (laughs) And it's the presence of his Holy Spirit who changes our hearts when we ask and helps us understand the words we're reading in the Bible. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for always knowing what's best. Would you give us hearts that want to turn from thinking we know what's best and instead ask you what's best? We don't want to be like Ahaz. You are our true light. In Jesus' name, amen. Goodbye. Good riddance. Wait, 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 Finn. Bye-bye. Finn, can we hear a joke before you go? What did the vinegar and the cucumber go when they went into a fight? Where? The Valley of Salt. They got into a pickle. (laughs) See ya! Okay. Gotta go, Buffalo.